Welcome to the Resilience Report, where each week we share the latest on companies engaging in inspirational solutions for our planet and engage with ecopreneurs and lighthouse leaders disrupting the respective industries in pursuit of better, more resilient business. I'm your host, Florence Scott. Thank you for joining me as we dive into this week's report. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Resilience Report. To get started, I wanted to provide a bit of the why behind yet another podcast when there are already so many out there. I spent the last 10 years working in sustainability or clean tech, and a number of years prior to that, working for different social causes. And I know that sometimes the world can just feel overwhelming. And then when you layer on top of that, all of the daily news and what's going on with our planet and the environment, it can really just genuinely feel like too much. And we know that often the reaction to just feeling like we can't quite find the solution to the problem or whatever we do is just not enough. The reaction is actually inaction. We're just completely shutting down. I personally experienced this a couple of months ago when I was reading the newspaper and story after story after story of everything that was going wrong with the climate and the environment. And I just felt like even as someone who cares so much about sustainability, what is the point that is what I'm doing on a daily basis enough? And as I was questioning that, I turned the page And then there was an article about a business and individuals within that business who were just coming up with the most creative solutions to problems that we've been having. And it pulled me out of that state of helplessness like that. And I realized that it is really in sharing stories like that, that we're going to be able to help move the needle because it's almost counterintuitive for those of us working in sustainability who share the dire and really kind of overwhelming stats and facts and figures on a regular basis, because we're trying to go create a reaction in, in the world to help get more people involved in the solution. And yet what we're finding is that by being bombarded with this information, it really is having that climate anxiety effect where we just feel like we can't actually do anything. So we really need to be able to find those stories. And that is my intent with the Resilience Report of being able to highlight what is possible. So why a podcast? Well, I've also spent the last 15 years working in both marketing and communications and understand the value of a good story. More specifically, when we can see tangible proof points of an individual finding creative and innovative solutions to a problem that can absolutely pull us out of a state of helplessness. My intent with the Resilience Report is to help amplify the voices of these very individuals and what they are doing to move the needle. And I want to be very clear that my intent is not only to celebrate their actions, but really to take those actions and help kind of create this greater movement in terms of a reaction, because there is a compounding effect of doing good. And this platform is going to highlight two types of profiles. So we're going to have ecopreneurs and lighthouse leaders coming to have conversations on the resilience report. 
If you're not familiar with those terms, that's completely okay. These are just two profiles of those individuals that I truly believe are helping have a positive impact within the business community on the environment. So ecopreneurs, you might be familiar with the term entrepreneurs, are those individuals who have identified a gap in the market and are creating a new business or a new service to be able to help address that specific problem. And with the eco angle is obviously looking at environmental solutions that can help fill that gap. On the flip side, because not everybody can be or should be an entrepreneur, you also have what are called lighthouse leaders. These are individuals within companies, whether they be small or Fortune 500 companies, who are really having a positive impact on the broader company by shining a light on innovative new approaches that can really have a positive impact on the environment. So why share these stories? Well, for one thing, when we are in that state of helplessness, like I was describing when I was reading the news, we can sometimes feel like things are just absolutely impossible if we can't see tangible proof points. A great example of this and outside of the world of business, but commonly referenced is that or of the four minute mile. For years, we just really felt like it was absolutely impossible to run one mile under the four minute barrier. And for years, this was the case until in the 1950s, one individual did so. And then within just a few months, somebody else did. And then within that next year, several people did. And now we now know that professionally, this is a very achievable task. On the other side, I wanted to highlight specifically businesses and individuals within those businesses who are having a positive impact because two different reasons. The first is that we are all very quick to point the figure and rightfully so to businesses when saying that they are the ones, corporations are the ones who have had such a negative impact on the environment over the past few decades. And this is true. However, I have really been able to see firsthand that as big of that negative impact as possible, there is also this huge opportunity to address the very problem that we have been seeing created. And to be completely honest, on, and this is the second point, and to be completely honest, when I was growing up, I had always really assumed that in order to move the needle environmentally, I would either have to work for a charity or a governmental body. And yet I've seen firsthand by working for some of these companies that we can have such a positive impact at scale by creating these changes within corporations. And this is by no means a mechanism to downplay the role that companies and individuals and humans have had on the climate crisis or to even downplay the current serious situation that we find ourselves in. However, the intent of the resilience report is to highlight the brilliant minds and businesses that are trying to tangibly find solutions to the problem. And the hope is to then, by sharing these stories, spark further engagement so that we can go beyond just kind of business as usual or sustaining the status quo to one where we can be truly resilient. We have some amazing conversations lined up and I genuinely believe that by you tuning in and helping to share these stories, we have an opportunity to have a positive ripple effect on our businesses, our communities and beyond because we all play a role in our collective resilience.
I hope that you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Resilience Report. If you would like to hear and see more, be sure to check out at the Resilience Report on YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Until we connect again, remember, even on the darkest of days, we all have the opportunity to be a lighthouse for others as we collectively pursue better, more resilient business.